Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Chris Hayes, friend of the podcast. This is what, the fourth or fifth time you've been on some iteration of my podcast. But if people were sleeping on those episodes and haven't listened yet, tell us your elevator pitch and what kind of elevator are we on? Oh man, what type of elevator are we on? I think just knowing me and kind of that it's a ride and it's loud and who knows what's going on. It's definitely Tower of Terror at Disney World. So you just, you know, you're going to get a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling. You're probably going to have a good time or else going to be terrified all at the same time. So it's that. <laughs> and then while we're on that elevator, I'll just let you know, like I once worked out with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I like working in education and I coach and I pretend to know what I'm talking about when it comes to bracketology, even though my expertise <laughs> is a lot more in college football, but let's do this. And so it's a lot of that. It's, it's again, and then maybe ah in the middle of it. Nice, nice, nice. So, are you are you starting this as uh, the ride is going up initially, or are you waiting till we're at the top? Oh yeah, the way that I would do it is wait to the top, or you know, I've been on the elevator enough, so I know like the most ridiculous time to do it. I'm trying to find that one. So yeah, it'd probably be at the top and like the doors open. Okay. Um, and then they shut back, and then I'll ask you a question. Is it like kind of is just that moment of silence for a second? It's like, <laughs> so how are the dogs? And you'd be like, what? And, and then we're going again. <laughs> Brilliant timing. Is this the Orlando or uh, Anaheim? Is it world or land Tower of Terror? Because apparently there's there's a little difference between the two. Yeah, that's why you have to go to all these different places on Disney World. Um, I went to Disney Paris when I was studying abroad there and the Thunder Mountain, very different Thunder Dang. Mountain than the one in <laughs> Disney World. That's for sure. A little bit more it, it, like it went. It was weird. There's a river and then it went under the river. And so it was just there was a lot more happening to it. So I would say, though, that this Tower of Terror is the one at Disney World because it's, you know, just the classic. OK, OK, the OG. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think it's the most recent one I went on. And then uh, I was at L.A. in college. We went to a, a broadcasting convention and there was a guy who huge Tower of Terror fan. Apparently had only been to the one in Disney World and the L.A. one has more of an instant drop, whereas I think the Disney World one maybe teases you a little more. It like goes straight a little bit and then drops. So he was saying like, ah, oh, it's just going to be this little faux drop. And then we just totally dropped. And the, the picture of terror on his face is so phenomenal. I love it so much. I need to find I love that, that confidence again. by him. Just oh. I got this. I know what I'm talking. It I was know. yeah, it was borderline cocky. So it was pretty funny to see uh, some come up. It's especially cuz this guy was like the least cocky person I know. <laughs> For some reason he's just locked in on Tower of Terror. That's you where know, yeah. This this is where I know. This is my bread and butter of, you know, being cocky and letting people know what's up. That's where he's digging the heels in. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Ugh, wild stuff, wild stuff. Now, you mentioned that football is more your forte than basketball is. Yeah, a little so bit. A do little you want to but... start with some football? Do you want to give your football predictions for 2021, even though we're, what, five months from the season starting still? Five months, like 170 <laughs> days until we play <laughs> Alabama. And by we, the University of Miami is alum there. Um, I can predict that Miami will lose to Alabama. That one I do know. <laughs> Um, whether I want to or not, I will convince myself the week leading into it that Miami will beat Alabama only to have my heart ripped out in the third quarter when I go, oh my gosh, we don't have the depth that they do. So I know that. <laughs> and um, man, who's the team? You know, I think Alabama will be just as good. I, I think Clemson, you know, 
I, I think Clemson's going to be it next year, just kind of like the down year this year of getting beat, knocked out. Trevor Lawrence is gone, so it's kind of like that next step and recharging. So I think I think Clemson's got it. If, if Justin Fields had stayed at Ohio State, I'd say Ohio State. Uh, but I just I think you know there's too much. What's crazy actually like tying this into basketball is watching the Blue Bloods of college basketball, and you watch this tournament, and you go, there's anything can happen this year. Like Gonzaga, yes, should probably win it, but they might get knocked out in the second round. At this point, you always know that who are the four or five teams that are going to be in the college football playoff because there's such a gap right now. So it's pretty crazy. Um, But Hey, also watch out for Oklahoma, man. Um, They, they always find another quarterback some way, somehow these days with uh, what's his name in charge of it. You know, again, a college football expert. I sound like right now (laughs) taking furious nets. Yes. Oklahoma and those guys, Uh, man, what's the coach's name? Keep it. Just Phil, Phil for me. Okay. We're, uh, we're filling some time here. College basketball is happening right now. College football, of course, as you said, 170 days in the future college baseball, Lincoln Riley. There we boom. go. There we we're go. Boom. All right, let's go. Basketball. We're done with football. Jeez, Moved on to football. Riley. I'm just skipping over college baseball. I have no input other than uh, someday I'll go up to Omaha for the old uh, Little League World Series, but that will be not this year because still uh, not don't really want to travel to sporting events this year. And neither do a lot of these NCAA teams since they are all playing in Indiana. Uh, around, I, I thought it was all in Indianapolis specifically, but it appears that the entire state is giving it the old college try, literally, and also different times than usual. We're getting the first four all on Thursday. That was wild. I just that learned this crazy. like two days ago. I was yeah. looking at it like Saturday. Saturday <laughs> they've got games for the first round. That's not right. That's, I'm just like calling up CBS, just being like, this cannot be right. And yet, turns out that it's Friday's that first round, and Saturday's the first round, which I'm kind of excited for because then Saturday you get that full day. But what am I going to work on Thursday now? Like this is ridiculous. I know. I know. I was fully expecting uh, the Thursday and Friday to be pretty useless. I've already warned a few people, like, hey. Might be a little slower to respond Thursday and Friday, but now I guess Thursday will be just a normal. I guess I can get some stuff done then on Thursday. Yeah, be nice. I just, ah, oh, man, I I work at a school. We're leading to our spring break. I was so excited not to be focused <laughs> for those two days, and just be like, the games are on. What are you gonna do? And that been working athletics at my school too. Would be like, yeah, that's right. You're an athletics guy. You should probably be watching college basketball at twelve thirty in the afternoon. And now I don't have an excuse to do that. Now I'm just gonna be like, well. I guess we got to do something here. <laughs> you could be prepping for the first four. You've got to spend six hours <laughs> just sitting, sitting, not doing work. Yeah. I mean, definitely a lot of brackets will still get made. And nice thing about Thursday then is I can really have more time to make another 80 brackets just so I can hopefully win that prize money for ESPN. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to fill out, I'd say a minimum of four or five. Uh, I'm, I, I, I try to be more of the mindset of let's do one bracket for all my entries and just live with it because I have run into issues of, and this is the same if you have like eight or nine fantasy football teams where you're basically, you don't know what you're rooting for at one point. Um, but yeah, I do think like if you get the, the endless entries in something like ESPN where you can just throw in a few different brackets and try and win whatever it is a cheap wrangler and and a million dollars this year whatever the prize is i think you got to go for it you got to have a few that are wild you know you got a 14 seed in the sweet 16 even though rarely happens but you don't want to be the one to miss it when it does happen 
Exactly. And uh, to make sure that the people at home know you can actually, it's an Acura this time. Oh, okay. okay. Acura attorney challenge. So just wanted to make (laughs) sure we cleared that up. Not a Jeep Wrangler. I don't want people to get too excited. (laughs) Acura is still a nice car though. I was reading. No Buick though. Get ready for those commercials. God, (laughs) that's actually something I want to dive into. That's not have anything to do with basketball. Absolutely. Let's do it. So tired of these Buick commercials (laughs) with the NCAA tournament. I hated them nine years ago when they started. I still hate them today. They have not gotten any better. They've only gotten worse. And <laughs> I just, at this point, I refuse to ever buy a Buick. I'm just like, out of just principle, I just can't do it. The marketing's terrible. The commercials are terrible. And that little song, like, anyway, I can't even do it. Yeah, Matt and Kim with the, uh, the backing track there. Uh, great music video, though. I would recommend watching that music video. You might be scarred by the song. Wait, uh, that's th- Matt and Kim? It's Matt and Kim. They're like... What? That's a Matt and Kim song. It's called It's All Right. Uh, and it's a great music video. I would recommend. It's them uh, in bed doing Kim crazy calisthenics. I know. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what to think right now. I also oh my gosh. had a Buick in college. It was my parents' old car, and they they let me have it senior year of college. And then it spun out on the highway. Um, not more so because I was trying to change lanes, and then another car tried to speed up to get around me. So it was some quick Tokyo drifting to avoid a collision there. And instead, uh, the road was slick and stuff. So I don't blame Buick for it. I'm not saying like the Buick uh, gave out on me or anything, but it I it I mean it did actually like survive that. It was just tires. Tires needed to be replaced, but otherwise, yeah, solid car. But I agree, the commercials are intense. Car. It's probably an amazing car. It's probably really well. I probably really enjoy driving one, but I just, out of principle, will never buy one now. So that's my that's my Buick take, hot take here. <laughs> what would be the top car on your list? An Acura? Yeah, because I'm going to win the tournament challenge. <laughs> so yes, has to be an Acura at this point. They ask you when you win, do you want an accurate? You're like, oh, I'd be okay with it, I guess. They're like, okay, we'll give it to someone else. I live in New York City. What do you want me to do? Just park this on the street all the time? Like, get this out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess an Acura would be easier to navigate than a Jeep Wrangler in New York, but still not great. I don't want to do either of them, so yeah. they can just, I'll give it. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to somebody if I win it. Yeah, find get like a deserving uh, college student or something. That- there you go. In lieu of paying for their books, give them. I'd rather have a car than book money. Huh. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm also you're gonna have to pay for the tax on it too. So good luck, kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just like winning on Prices Right. They're <laughs> they're thrilled then, but as soon as the cameras go off, they're like, "All right, you want to keep any of this? Fork over thirty five thousand real quick." Oh, that's ever a free car. Anyway, all right, my bad. <laughs> I derailed us. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I love I love some derailments. We always enjoy it. Now. I'd say I'm more of a college basketball watcher than you are. Uh, we were talking before how you are very quickly just getting caught up to speed on things going on. You were shocked by seeing familiar names like Kentucky and Duke. First time they haven't made the tournament since 1995. I've read once or 3000 times across ESPN and any other sporting network. So our familiar faces are, are kind of out. And I mean, there's still plenty of recognizable names in the tournament, but you've got, you got teams like Houston as a two seed, Gonzaga as a one seed. They didn't lose a single game this That's year. That's incredible. I mean, it just, I know, I, and I know that their schedule is not as strong, but 
it's unbelievable to still go 26 and out. I mean, I saw who was it that St. Joe's team back in with, was it Jameer Nelson back in 2004 with went undefeated for most of the season. Great poll. And, and just kept winning games in the tournament too. So, I mean, if you're undefeated, you're pretty darn good. Yeah. You can only beat the teams that are in front of you. And they tried They had a game with Baylor that was postponed because of COVID, which I think this tournament is, largely going to go off without a hitch. I say with extreme caution, there's, I just heard the, uh, some guy from the NCAA, I don't remember his name. I'm sorry, but he's on the committee and he was saying that they still played about uh, 80% of games that were scheduled this year, which seemed like more than I would have expected because I definitely read some teams were having month layoffs in between playing. And I I heard an interview with uh, some, some Texas coach, maybe UTEP, Texas El Paso. No, New Mexico State's coach. That was it. Doesn't matter who, what coach, but they just didn't have a game for like a month and they were just living in hotels because they'd travel to the next place and then that game would get canceled. And they're like, well, we don't want to go back in case we're like stuck somewhere. So it was... Uh, didn't that happen with Michigan too? Like Michigan didn't play for a long yeah. time. I've had a lot of Michigan basketball, like Big Ten basketball on recently as I catch up on this. And the same thing happened to them. I mean, it's just a wild year with that. And it's funny, it's like funny records that you see Colgate, who is, you know, 14 and one and could have been the other undefeated team in here playing a team that almost played 30 games. Like they played 15 games and the other <laughs> team played 30. Arkansas played <laughs> 22 and six, so 28, but it's still ridiculous where this is just, I don't know how the selection committee did it. And then the rules that are in there, have you heard about the rules of if a team withdraws by Tuesday? Yeah. yeah then, then one of the teams literally, that didn't make it literally first four out <laughs> go in this time. It's such a weird thing. It's like, you're not in, but just stay ready. Cause you might be. Yeah. Just stay by the phone until Tuesday. It would be we'll so you know. amazing if they were just like, you know what? We're always going to replace it with somebody. And then by the end of the tournament, all of a sudden, you know, Duke is actually in the tournament <laughs> because they lost so many teams along the way to fill in. Just a ton of asterisks <laughs> in any, any victory. I am pulling for Colgate because I love rooting for toothpaste teams, teams named after toothpaste. And I think Colgate's got it. I mean, they're yeah. the only one named after toothpaste. Crest College. Did not make it, sadly. I'm so happy you've been waiting to just lay that joke on this entire time. That's great. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Yes, we're done. I'm going to go brush my teeth with some Colgate. <laughs> and that concludes our preview. <laughs> so I, I am interested because everything that I've read really quickly about this right now is Colgate runs the floor, Arkansas runs the floor, and just sounds like it's going to be a scoring affair. So that's actually one of the games I'm pretty interested in. And our buddy Tim Reynolds of the AP, who I follow on Twitter, was pretty big on Colgate and saying they're a dangerous, dangerous 14 seed this year. Yeah, you've already done more homework than I have, I think, on this by quoting Tim Reynolds. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's very interesting. I feel like some of these seeds, I mean, we say this every year, you could, you could insert any uh, number in any year of like that 13 seed should have been an 11 or like Georgia Tech won the entire ACC and is a nine seed like that's seems very low and I think we'll probably end up hurting a higher seed somewhere along the line where you know it's a team like Texas playing Abilene Christian who is a, a lockdown type of team so if Texas it just isn't making shots like that could be an instance where they played a very good season and they just happened to 
face up against someone that's bad. It's, but I think that's just like in life, you know, you're having a, a great day and then you, you get like a project at work and just completely boof it. And then it ruins your whole, <laughs> ruins your whole spring. And that is important life lesson right there. And how the incident <laughs> tournament is life. True that. <laughs> I can get better stuff than that right there, people. So take that when you go to work tomorrow. Remember, you could be, when things go wrong, you could be Texas. Like yeah. that's what you kind of got to think. <laughs> yeah, We'll have I mean, bumper stickers printed shortly with that. Well, so I think the, from us talking earlier before also as well, and kind of looking at this bracket, what intrigues us the most, and I know it's really easy because everyone does this because it's the 12-5 upset, but we were actually really, all four of those games, I can see all five teams, all or excuse me, all four of the five seeds winning those games or all four of the 12 seeds winning those games. Yeah, I think they're all very interesting, like, different styles of play in a lot of them, which I am very excited about. And ironically enough, Georgetown defeating Creighton by 30 points to win the Big East. Georgetown's a 12, Creighton's a five. They're not playing each other, but that's still, I thought that was pretty interesting that we could very well see uh, sort of a similar <laughs> matchup in the terms of those two teams winning. But that's a that's a stretch, I get it. But uh, I actually very much like the Santa Barbara Gauchos. Uh, for the smaller schools, sometimes I do kind of I mean, I definitely look at how they are as a basketball team, but I've always liked the the UCSB uh, mascot there. Um, sadly, they're not the Santa Cruz banana slugs, which I think is one of the greatest mascots, but um, just a very, you know, it's like a masked bandit. And I think that's that's pretty good. That's among among the best mascots in the field this year. And Creighton actually, of again, it seemed like Michigan basketball and Creighton basketball were like the two games in the um, that or the two teams that I all of a sudden saw the most just because they would be on TV when I was to add them on. And Creighton, I really actually liked for a little bit, but after the McDermott scandal and then what they did in the Big East tournament, I was like two weeks ago, I was like, that's my sleeper team. I'm feeling really good about them. And now I'm just the other way. And everybody's talking about the gauchos and I'm kind of behind on the gaucho tournament right now. <laughs> it is amazing how quickly things change in the tournament. Like, yeah, a week or two ago, you're real high on a team or you're like, this team sucks. They stink. And then you see the bracket and you're like, actually, no, I can see that. I can yeah. see it happening. And I mean, it's, it's very, I think, I think my record for perfection in a bracket. I remember one year I got like six or seven right to start. But usually it's within the first three games you've lost. You've lost something already. Sometimes it might be a, a Final Four team that gets knocked out. And uh, I, I try not to pay attention to what time the games are. But occasionally I'll look at that first game and I'm like, I don't know if I want to invest too much in this team. So that like in either one of these teams so that in case they lose, I don't want my first game to be just horribly off. Well, that always seems to happen now, too, is like the noon 1230 games with a high seed that starts. It seems like an easy lock. I remember Baylor a few years ago against Georgia State. It was that same thing like that Baylor team was so good and it just was a terrible start time for them. <laughs> and I think it was like on the East Coast. So they were playing an 11 o'clock game on the East Coast for them. And like you just got to actually factor some of that stuff in where you have to actually look at the times and say, oh, maybe that's not the best time for them to be playing. And again, it's crazy too, because they're all just, it's, it's amazing of a, you know, 
the NCAA that's steeped in tradition and we have to do everything. And then this year it's just like, we're going to make everything up on the fly. All of a sudden there's teams <laughs> that are coming in. This whole podcast we're doing could be relevant in two days when five teams that are new in here. And we're like, well, we picked that team to go all the way <laughs> and they're just out. And all of a sudden Louisville's in for them. And so like, I'm, so I'm, I don't know. There's probably an answer to this, but I know it's, it's the first four out that come in. I think Louisville's number one. So say Illinois goes out. Does do they replace Illinois as the one seed? Like what happens there? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. I was just does, looking does at everyone that. else just... move up or like what that's a I don't know. Man. I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. If it That'd happens. be crazy. I don't want any of the teams to go out because they deserve it and things like that. But I mean be nuts if one of the one seeds all of a sudden it's like, you know what? One of the top four teams in the country out Louisville, you're in because why not? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm not not on this podcast, but we'll get into it. All right, I'm, I just I'll get out of the way. I've, I've had so many thoughts about everything that's going on. <laughs> I was talking about times and just how crazy it is at the times. They don't. They haven't announced any of the times for it. So again, we can't even sit here and be like, "Oh, we don't like that Texas Tech noon start against Utah State." <laughs> um, you know, we can't. We can't do that right now. Cannot, and it's. I mean, yeah, I think we probably say many wildly inaccurate things recording this on a Sunday. The hot takes right after the selection show, whereas this will drop on a Wednesday. So, yeah, two things to, or two days for stuff to just go wildly uh, incorrect because Tuesday night is that cutoff of yes. you have to let yourself know. But what about during oh, the so tournament? If, a, if an 11 seed like wins their first game and then the three seed that they're supposed to play in the second round suddenly is out do they just advance uncontested like they did in the the conference tournaments i think it's uncontested from what they said like you have until tuesday and then pretty much from there it's uncontested and and goes on because or i think they said like once the ncaa tournament starts no new team can come in so at least there's some type of order to this wild west yeah (laughs) pretty interesting that they put kansas and virginia in the same uh, same region as well, which those were the two teams that had to bow out of their respective conference tournaments. You'd think, I mean, they're not close enough together that it would be a little ways away for someone to potentially go through both of them, but that could potentially be two uncontested wins for a team. Like let's, let's say our gauchos, you know, let's say they, they play Virginia in the second round, they get through because Virginia has a COVID a positive COVID test and they're not able to keep going. And then, Kansas makes it to what would that be the elite eight? I guess they'd play each other. And then they, their COVID test just starts coming back positive again. So wild stuff, wild stuff. Yeah. It's going to be nuts when they like, somebody has a perfect bracket and it gets down to like right before the sweet 16. And then all of a sudden there's a no contest <laughs> for like a two seat. I, uh, Ohio state's got an easy win against Virginia tech coming up and then Virginia tech moves on because <laughs> Ohio State's just out because of COVID. I mean, uh, yeah, I just, I know that they're going to get this tournament done no matter what and how random it'll be. You know, I mean, it's always random for sure, but like this year, it just seems even crazier. I mean, I keep thinking it's just going to be you then having to go back and edit when we're like, and number 10 seed, Virginia Tech, and then over, it's just going to be you and your voice, like (laughs) number 10 seed, Louisville. (laughs) Luckily, our analysis all sounds the same. Just like, yeah, that ACC team, they're really running wild. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, they had a good up and down year. Expected, you know, didn't, you know, finished where they really didn't expect to this year. So, you know, it's good. We can throw in generic stuff. 
Oh yeah, that's my favorite college basketball analysis. I don't again, I don't watch enough during the season where I can accurately say I know Illinois has uh, a player named Kofi, uh, which I always want to call coffee and will um, regardless. But uh, coffee is very good. And uh, I know Illinois has some some other good players. Loyola Chicago grew up like 15 minutes from the campus, saw them play back in 2018 when they made the final four. All exciting stuff, but Ooh. probably going to have them losing in the first round this year because I try not to get too attached to previous years. But I definitely still have those teams that I always just pencil in for a first round loss. But none of them are in the, the tournament this year. There's always Pitt. There's always New Mexico. And I just have an irrational dislike for Notre Dame. So I always have Notre Dame losing their first round. Although lately they have been pretty good when they're in the tournament. So I'm glad none of those teams are in here to give me an uh, either an easy victory or an easy loss. So my team that I actually like a lot, which is hurts my soul, but they've been so consistent recently. And usually I would do that where I'd pick them to lose first was Florida state. I think they make a pretty decent run. I don't I mean, I, like it doesn't sound a lot of people are sold on Michigan, you know, and that Georgetown Colorado matchup doesn't strike fear with Florida state. So, um, you know, I could see them making a pretty big run, but yeah, they've definitely switched from that like day one pencil and loss to like, Oh, I really have to actually think about them making far. If I want to take this bracket seriously. I know you have to try and put biases biases aside a little bit. I still, still remember the year Loyola Chicago beat Miami our alma mater, I was oh making, I uh, made friends with a TCU dad and son that were behind me and the dad saw my Miami shirt. So he's like, how far do you have them going? And I said, I have them losing this game that they're playing right now. And he was, he That's was floored. That one. I, I was very, uh, for a while I was like, oh, I definitely blew that pick, but like Miami's going to win. It's cool. And then Miami blew the game. I, lost. I mean, I, there's two stories I have to that one. I was sitting um, at the local bar in DC watching that game and with a buddy and Lonnie Walker goes to the line to go up, you know, make two free throws or something like that to go up four and call the game and it'd be over. And the bartender looks at me and goes, congratulations. And I go to him, you don't say that game's not over. He's like, oh, okay, my bad, man. Like, I'm like, just don't say that walks away and Loyola gets the ball at Lonnie Walker misses those free throws. The guy, Loyola comes down, hits that buzzer beater three to win. And the guy looks at me, he comes over, he goes, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he goes, that's what you don't say. I just so despondent. Also Loyola Chicago, probably that game. I've, I want to do a thesis on this. I think destroyed university of Miami basketball. That's entirely like, possible. Not destroyed it, but like that burst because it kept having a lot of success. It had good, you know, Bruce Brown who's playing on the Nets right now. You've got Lonnie Walker. You had um, before the whole scandals a couple other players that were there that were really good. I still think if they got through that Loyola Chicago game, they would have been the Final Four that year. I I'm certain of that, but we'll never know. But I definitely think <laughs> that 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 one. Like I look back at that every time. I'm like that team was the best team they probably had talent wise, and once they lost that that was it and it's over for the program and you know Laranaga might be at his end right now but we don't have to get University of Miami basketball podcast talk <laughs> thought of that while we were looking at it and again I look at it every time I see it and I just like oh my gosh I don't know if I should pick them and go all the way or just out of spite get you know get out of the first round again <laughs> I think I mean either way will be the wrong pick I think that's what I've learned from this is this is probably coming up on like 
16, 17 years of doing brackets, almost two decades that I remember filling out brackets. Uh, I don't think I really got into it until maybe freshman year of high school, freshman or sophomore year. Wow, but, yeah, that, that's like when I started, it was 20 years. Oh. I, I picked Maryland in the first year. Then I picked Syracuse the next year when they won. I was like, I'm good at this. Yeah, and this I is easy. <laughs> yeah, picking Wake Forest and Chris Paul two years back to back. People were like, you got to stop picking that. Like he graduated eight years ago. I'm like Chris Paul's going to do it this year. <laughs> And it turns out he can't win anywhere. So he's about, right. yeah, he's about to retire from the NBA and you're still yeah. picking Wake Forest, despite them not being anywhere near the tournament this year. But yes, lots of lots of exciting stuff in here. Uh, who do you who do you want to pick as your most overrated team? I feel like we've talked a little bit, but do you have a team where you're just like people are gonna be on this team? Not me. Man, that's a good question, Joey. Um I don't know enough this year to do it. I think everyone's all over Texas right now. Everything I've saw, like the first brackets that came out, Texas. And that means that they're not going to make it. They'll, it's like what you said. You're just going to have life sometimes and be Texas and lose in the first round. So I'm going with Texas as my overrated team, even though I don't know anything about Texas this year. Love it. Other than Love just it. That everyone's picking them to go far. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think they, Good analysis. Uh, that's they why could you easily fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here for actual analysis. I like the, I like welcome, the seat of the audience. pants. Yeah. I like the oh, levitar. Don't be surprised. Don't be, <laughs> Don't be surprised. This 15 seed rips off a few wins. Don't be surprised. Yeah. I think Texas is probably a pretty good pick. I was looking at Kansas because I feel like everyone always pencils in Kansas, even though they've kind of had a weird year. But I think people just see the name and they're like, I don't know anything about Eastern Washington. I've only visited Seattle, which is not on the east part of Washington. So I don't know what's going on over there. And uh, <laughs> which Drake just looks like a, like a Harry Potter character for that Wichita State Drake game. USC, I should believe in them because my sister went there, but I don't. Uh, so it looks like Kansas has an easy route, but I, I think the winner of Wichita State and Drake can sneak into that sweet 16. There. That's going to be my one bold pick from that region of the 11 seed making it to the sweet 16. And I look forward to USC beating them by 25 and I'll be real wrong. I still have USC every time with like the OJ Mayo team. That was supposed to be really good. Like I, every time I see USC in basketball in the bracket, I'm like, OJ Mayo's on that team. They're pretty good. <laughs> they could make a run again. Just like, I need to stop going off stuff I did years ago. And it's the way it's my wake forest, Chris Paul thing. I'm just like, maybe I should <laughs> let go of that. At some point. Yeah, Eastern Washington's a funny one because all I think about is their giant red turf. Uh, when I was <laughs> coaching football at Georgetown, the team that we were playing first in the season had played at Eastern Washington in the playoffs of the one double A, whatever, an FCS now. And so the entire time we were breaking down film, just had to stare at a red turf over and over and over again. And so that that one, that one burns into your eyeballs <laughs> and you're breaking down film and just sitting in a dark room all summer. Yeah, I was going to say, does it make your eyes bleed tremendously? <laughs> yeah, you just come out bloodshot red eyes and just like, what's going on in there? And you're like, no, we just watched film with Eastern Washington for three hours and I can't. <laughs> I can't see straight anymore. <laughs> All I see is red now. Literally every color is red in this is around me. I mean, that prepared you, I think, for the last year of just seeing red everywhere around <laughs> you in, in uh, social distancing life. It's good stuff. I've been asking this of everyone that's been on here, but have you picked up any quarantine hobbies? 
did a lot of puzzling for a little bit, but actually started that I was getting ready for quarantine because <laughs> I had ankle surgery three months before quarantine started. So Ooh. I started doing puzzles and all of that. So that one, um, I, I got into was doing puzzles, but I I've stopped recently. I need to actually pick up another hobby again. And then my other hobby is like, I've always been a runner. And so it's actually pretty nice. And I've been getting a lot more distance again, now that my ankle's healthy. So, you know, I know it sounds like, I definitely sound like I'm over 30 now. Like I've done <laughs> puzzles and I'm a big runner. Like, well, that <laughs> used to be cool. I think. So that's, that's my, that's my hobbies right now. What have you been doing? Let's flip this interview. Yeah. Uh, well, at the start, it was growing uh, a huge beard, which I have re redone here with this uh, enormous nest that's on my face um, and, and hair as well. I don't think I got a haircut or a shave for about three months uh, at the start of I can't imagine. Life. I mean, I know that this is a um, audio medium, but yeah, your <laughs> beard is impressive and tracking when I got on the zoom call. Thank you. I thank also you. tried to grow. We talked about this. I yeah. tried to go over here too, but my facial hair doesn't grow. So, um, when I would get on a zoom call, I'd be like, yeah, I'm thinking about shaving soon. And people are like, you're growing a beard. I'm like, yeah, I haven't shaved in three months. I'm like, what are you, are you sure? You sure you didn't shave yet? You're just pulling our leg. You're just pulling our leg. So yours is much more impressive than mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Got to get that high def camera and then they can really see the, uh, the individual whiskers popping through. Um, I started a, uh, a newsletter as well. Chris bounce pass love uh, sharing basketball and pop culture stuff for folks that like reading about it. It's good. Good times. It kind of just started as a, a lark during the summer, but it's been very educational and I, I am learning more about just like, general marketing and like getting people to open emails with more engaging subject lines instead of just like here are our basketball moments so asking asking fun little questions i think my uh, desktop computer just turned on next to me or perhaps there's a ghost in here unclear but uh, that might, be, might be some extra Strike noise chance, in the yeah. background it's fine yeah. occasional ghost it's fine yeah. um and then i i we adopted a second dog before Ooh. the start of uh, quarantine unbeknownst to, you know, back when quarantine started, I think we all thought this will maybe be like a two to three week kind of hang out at home. Did not know it would turn into over a year. And so like, I think it was two or three days before uh, my company was like, we're working from home adopted. I or brought him home. We adopted him a few days earlier, but brought, brought Merlin home. And so he doesn't know life other than humans always being well, around. So it's going to be tough when you, it's going to be weird when we go back. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are back in the office and this guy's just, where is everybody? Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that. That should go well. Yeah. I'd trust him. I'd trust him more than my other dog, Franksy to not, uh, to not destroy things. But I, I, I don't know for how long, like I think the longest he's been alone is maybe like four hours um, just from not being home, but never a full work stay, work day's worth. So we'll say could be disastrous. Right. Yeah. Well, you keep me posted on that one. We'll do. We'll, we'll do. You can put that how... in Chris, Chris pass, right? Uh, Chris bounce pass. Yes. We'll put Chris that in. Pass. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and it'll be, yeah, we'll give Merlin updates. Um, I would like to get them involved in basketball somehow, like a, how to dunk around your dog tutorial or something. Well, <laughs> Figure it out. Still playing around with how, how it'll look, but I'm workshopping some ideas to have dog basketball. <laughs> uh, besides Airbud, we need a new we need a new dog hero besides a golden retriever. 
Yeah. And, you know, at this point, Airbud is what? Well over 25 years old, 20 years old, you know, yeah. Past prime for sure. Space Jam's coming up again. You know, there's been a couple Power Rangers movies, you know, so we're good. <laughs> it's yeah, Space Jam 2. I forgot that that's uh, that's coming out. I heard there was a scene with Pepe Le Pew that got cut um, and it had uh, oh, I'm forgetting her name now from Jane the Virgin, not not Jane, not Gina Rodriguez, but another Jane the Virgin actress. Also, I have only watched two seasons of Jane the Virgin, so I looked at who this was and I was like, I don't know if I recognize this person, so she might come in later or I just have not watched the show in a while. But in any case, she had a scene with Pepe Le Pew and apparently it got cut um, and there was backlash now about Pepe Le Pew kind of being a creep, which true. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. there's definitely a lot of the Looney Tune stuff looking back and like, ooh, but you know, we can... <laughs> As a different podcast for a different time, jumping exactly. into all the things. It's like, yikes, that's, yeah, that didn't seem right back then when I was a kid. But I was like, ah, whatever, it's on it's on the TV. That means it's okay. And He's French. Like, oh, God, that's not good. That's not good. So I'm glad, you know, they're at least changing up some of it right now. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least remove the, like, borderline inappropriateness. It's fine. Well, you watch, like, or the beyond borderline, yeah. You rush the original no. Space Jam and even the stuff that's not like that's, you know, a creep and, you know, big behavioral issues. The amount of things that they did there where, you know, um, the two gunmen do Pulp Fiction uh, or whoever it was, <laughs> um, the Elmer Fudd and somebody else. I forget the the guy, um, the guy that shoots the guns. And uh, they like that one was just like, whoa, that's just uh, that's pretty good gun violence right there. And then the steroid <laughs> stuff that was in the middle of it. Man, there was just a lot of stuff back then. Um, you know, Bill Murray says a pretty like hefty uh, race joke about Larry Bird being white. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like. This was no joke. Larry's not white. Larry's clear. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It sounds like this was in a kid's movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a what a time. Still so, love Space Jam though, even though it is yeah. There is some problematic. Yeah, it's so funny that line gets there, in yeah. with Bill Murray back then, and now like this Pepe Le Pew one, like they've just <laughs> went one way that back then, and now they're going back the other way this time of correcting, and so which is again probably the right thing to be doing. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta reflect, I guess, when you're making the the new films. But I am I'm excited to see Space Jam too. I think it'll be. Uh, I think LeBron's a better actor than Michael Jordan, uh, which yes, I I hopefully there's no haters for that. I know if you suggest LeBron's a better basketball player, some people might uh, destroy your kneecaps. But I think you watch Trainwreck and then you watch Michael Jordan's SNL appearance. Or I guess just Space Jam. Watch Michael Jordan in Space Jam versus LeBron and Treadwreck. And I think it's it's clear which one has the better comedic timing. Absolutely. It's yeah, there's one one you can we can debate who the goat is in basketball. We know who the best the, the goat in acting for basketball between the two are. So magical. Well, we'll see it out in theaters in 2037, <laughs> whenever, whenever it finally comes out. You know, you the next to, Space Jam will be out by the time this one comes in. <laughs> The monsters will just be regular people among us by the time we're hanging out. I really so we'll, deep one. I like that one instead. We'll just, thank you. Thank the you. monster is now blending in. <laughs> it is one of us. Monsters have been now? inside of us the whole time. Yeah. Well, we'll try to we'll try to at least tie a bow on March Madness. Let's get your early 
way too early final four picks. I guess it's not way too early. The bracket's out, but your hot take final four picks. Hot take. All right. I was looking at um, uh, Texas final four because they're not overrated. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think from that region, I'm going to go with it. And what I said earlier, I say Florida State. I think they get through Michigan and that's the big upset. And because, you know, they've got some spirit, some experience, Leonard Hamilton and them boys, you know, they, they've, they've been there before a few years ago. So why not? Um, my, I think Illinois is really good this year. So I'm going to go Illinois. Uh, I'm going to go Gonzaga out of that bracket, even though you can't trust them. And, but you know, my, my sleeper team, um, Creighton is gone. So, so far, let's see, let's remember this before I forget. Now my way too early, Florida state, Illinois, Gonzaga, and let's go, let's get crazy here in this last one. And we're going to go, oh man, we're going to go North Carolina. Dang. We just, just why not? You know, Roy, just, just, we need some chaos this year. Cause there'll be chaos and North Carolina, all the story of like the blue blood pro blue blood programs that can't make it into the tournament this year. And then it ends up just being North Carolina again in the national championships. <laughs> like that year when Kentucky and UConn were awful and they were oh. eight and nines and they made it. And just like these stored programs in as usual, like these teams are awful this year. <laughs> this is so terrible. I know. I agree. I, <laughs> it's very frustrating. I, if Connecticut was playing any other two seed in the second round i i could i I like them it's like a final four team again they've got they've got that kemba walker field of like hey there's there's some magic here but i don't know i have alabama as one of my final four teams i'm with you on gonzaga and illinois then we're getting alabama out of whatever region that is yeah i mean i looked at him like i probably should pick alabama but i have not watched a single (laughs) Not watch them dribble a basketball once this year. Oh, I think I'm very high on both. Uh, I, my my other Final Four team is Arkansas, which I think uh, is probably overrating the SEC way too much, especially because, yeah, it yes. was kind of a down yes, year. <laughs> but I just, it's more so I don't like the other teams in there as much. It's less, I believe, in Al- Alabama, I think it's pretty good. Arkansas, it's not that I believe in them so much, but I don't believe in anyone else they would face until... Baylor in the Elite Eight, who is losing to North Carolina in the second round. So it could be an Arkansas versus North Carolina, which I feel like happens every year. North Carolina is a one or two seed. They end up playing Arkansas as a as a seven, eight or nine. So we'll we'll get that matchup once again. It'll just be the eight three matchup that we rarely get to see. Yeah, we'll get love those matchups. I mean, I do love the East. That East bracket's going to be a ton of fun because I, you know, Michigan. I can see them winning. I can see them winning the whole thing or losing in the second round. Florida State, as I've said, I really like. Texas is everyone's um, big pick right now. Alabama, you talked about UConn being in there as well. Georgetown, all of a sudden, see if they can get some of their magic from the Big East tournament all of a sudden. Um, you know, I think I think that they could make a run. My, my, my sleeper team, I will say this, because I, I like one of the transfers that's there, Mac McClung, who played at Georgetown for a little bit and saw him play and being older, is Texas Tech. So that's, that's, you know, for the sleeper out there, Texas Tech is my team. Love it. Don't sleep on Texas Tech. I will because Arkansas has to beat them to make it. My, my sleeper team, I say this because every year, every year when they sneak in, Syracuse, 
They've got a nice little matchup with San Diego oh, State. You're right. Oh, and then they're playing gosh. either Moorhead State or an overrated West Virginia team. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like it, but I might have them in the Sweet 16. Uh, yeah. And they're in that 11 seed where oh, they've always, gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna do it again. They're always in that. Whenever they're in the 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 bottom right of the bracket as an eleven seed, <laughs> it's like, well, might as well just put them in the final four or elite eight, at least elite eight. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Looking at that. Yeah. That's 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 they're gonna they're gonna do that, aren't they? Oh, that <laughs> makes me sick. I'm just gonna go. All right. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know what makes me more sick: the Buick commercials or the Syracuse. <laughs> seating right now <laughs> well before before you go vomit into a bucket we always like to wrap up with the top three we gotta go because this is how we first bonded was uh drew Brees, <laughs> and then you actually labeled it because there's an inside joke we've had for so long and he all the, he as i'm getting the alert of like you have this drew Brees podcast i also got the alert that he retired so we gotta go top three drew Brees moments let's do it let's do it and I'm guess I'm starting. I thought you were gonna start because I couldn't. No, you're doing all it. three. You're doing all three. I'm doing all three of them. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna have to go with the time that he signed with New Orleans um, because I think that meant a ton to the city. I think the time that he then won the Super Bowl. So that's number two. And then number one, even though he wasn't in the commercial, is that ESPN commercial with Scott Van Pelt and the tired of local radio. <laughs> Who that? <laughs> But I want to talk about the Mavericks. Who that? <laughs> Drew Brees uh, is number one. It has to be number one. Top, top, top three. Number one. Drew Brees moment in his NFL playing career. Absolutely. I think. How many other students in our sport admin classes did we get to either yell Drew Brees or learn about Shy City, Mister Shy City, via? <laughs> Via commandeering the uh, projector in classes, oh just playing videos—that <laughs> was wild. Oh my gosh, where we should just take a sledgehammer to class because our professors just wouldn't do anything, and I just be like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna create anarchy. Um, uh, I'm gonna be on this tower of tear here." <laughs> I remember one time we just went nonstop into just video after video. And one of the students, the kids, like no one kind of got what we were doing at first, but then I think it was like one of the women's basketball player or somebody maybe from the volleyball team. And she was just like, I know what you're doing. And, and it just, it was wild. Oh my gosh. We're not giving any context to this at all other than, Pretty much happened is Joey and I were in a few classes together. We love putting on videos. And so every once in a while we would do current events and someone would put on a YouTube video. Then one of our teachers just, we had one year just didn't really care or able to control the class. And it was just very frustrating. because I'm like, I want to learn something actually, but if you're not going to make any effort and you're just going to make us do YouTube videos because you don't want to work, I'm just going to just mess up all of class because this is what it is now. There's other details in there too that you probably remember and can fill me in more on again. I I can't. Oh my gosh, what a throwback to that. Yeah, I think that was a great great summary. And uh, yeah, just just anarchy. I think is probably the yeah. the best way to sum it up. It's just 
complete college anarchy as, as it should be. It's good. Yeah. I mean, most people do like crazy things, you know, like they go out to clubs and, you know, really find themselves or, you know, go on some journeys and, you know, spring breaks where they do just ridiculous shenanigans. Us, our anarchy was YouTube videos. God, we showed them. (laughs) We got your university of Miami stuck it to you. That computer search history. (laughs) going to be wild of YouTube videos. Oh my gosh. I just remembered that then I did that at a uh, a uh, professional development thing for teachers. It was for physical education and it was part of the Catholic church because the school I worked at was a Catholic school. And so we would have to go do these like Catholic professional developments, which was always weird because we were a very progressive, more liberal Catholic school than the conservative one. So it just kind of get everyone together. Also the Catholic schools, when it comes to professional development for physical education, um, didn't care. So they would like pair us in there and be like, what do you guys think about this new system for the computers? And like, or like, let's learn about this. And we're just like, none of this applies to us. Like we're not actually doing professional development for teachers. And so it literally got in there again, where we started talking about like, oh, there's all these different games that we can do. And so then we started putting on YouTube videos and guess what I did? I just, somebody was like, what's that game? It's like, you know, shoot ball, which is this crazy game. And then it was like, oh, I brought up, I'm like, yeah, this one game reminds me of um, Slam Ball back in the day. And it was like, what Slam Ball? And I'm like, oh, we have to watch Slam Ball. <laughs> which then we started watching like NFL Slam Ball, which was then fantastic. And we just kept going down this spiral of videos. So it was a tradition. Probably one of the best lessons I ever learned was doing that back in college because I learned it then to then create anarchy when I'm just like, if we're going to waste my time, I'm going to waste everyone else's right now because <laughs> you don't care. We have to be in this room for 40 minutes. I'm going to destroy it because this is ridiculous when it's not productive. <laughs> and that's the takeaway. That's the yeah. takeaway yeah. of, of uh, the great. conference. Yeah, they wow, were. What a trip we just went down there. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> we did that for a little bit. That makes my Sunday night. Excellent. Excellent. That's what I'm here for. If people want to hear more hot takes from you, where can they find you? Yeah, actually, we are doing something really cool. I do a podcast with my mom called Walking On with Chris Hayes, and it's usually about University of Miami football during the season. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time with it, even if you're not a University of of Miami football fan. uh, We try to just kind of educate. It's fun having mom talk a little bit more about X's and O's and getting her to like talk about, yeah, like the run pass option and things like that. And she just loves the players. So we're usually doing that during the season. Um, One of the, actually, we talked about the hobby that you were talking about. I work at an all girls school up here in New York. So I've really tried to focus a lot more on women athletics. And again, a lot of it not being promoted and I've done a ton of research. So probably one of my hobbies recently has been a lot of reading and finding materials, talking with friends that I work with uh, just about how to get more out there for women's sports. Um, so we have actually started a 10 part episode for the off season called walking. Well, it's not walking on with mama Hayes, but it's kind of like that. It's like right now we're in the middle of talking nine with mama Hayes. So it's, we're talking title nine and the backstory of that. So still look under walking on with Chris Hayes. It'll come up because we didn't really feel like branching out and doing a whole new podcast thing but do that it's really great we did a first episode kind of introducing um, just what our plan was uh, or just getting the ball rolling we started with one episode on title nine so far we do two more episodes on title nine i will sell the first episode with we get into law minutiae that's always a great talk Um, but we get it's going to get a lot more exciting and then we're going to do a three-part series on the u.s women's national team and talk about them and then wrap up with the WNBA because the amount of work that they 
do off the court is absolutely incredible and just needs to be promoted as much as possible, whether it's the 30 listeners that I have or on like ESPN. So boom, boom. Love it. Love it. And I sang karaoke at a WNBA game one time. So I'm well, all about we yeah. need that story right now. <laughs> Hold it's on. Really, We're not dismounting yet. <laughs> Okay, not disbonding yet. This is back in uh, 2015, maybe. I went to a friend's birthday party. It was at karaoke. Sang the song Want to Want Me by Jason Derulo, which was the hot track. So whenever whenever that song came out, 2014, 2015, and the birthday girl's sister came up to me and said, hey, I work for the Spurs uh, and, and the Silver Stars. She worked for both, like worked like at the stadium and also like with the organization. I don't exactly remember what her title was, some kind of operations thing. And she was like, we're doing this thing for, uh, for the Silver Stars games, the WNBA team in San Antonio to, uh, she's like, we're trying something new. We're basically going to do like karaoke at halftime. She's like, I'd love to feature you. Cause like no one knows we're doing this. So we kind of need to do plants as like the first, first round. And then hopefully we'll get people to sign up. And so I was like, sure. Like, when is it? And she's like, next Friday. She's like, I'll give you tickets. You can get two tickets for free and like come in and, and sing. And I was like, okay. So I convinced a friend to come down with me and uh, she's not a basketball fan at all, but she was like, I'll come, I'll come watch with you. Why not? And we get down there. I meet up with, uh, with the, the woman working there and she's like, all right, I'll, I'll get you set up. It's me, one other random dude, and then this like 13-year-old girl that was the daughter of some executive within yes. the program. And she sings, um, I think she sings The Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson, which was just like, it's like a five-minute long song and like real deep and intense. And she had a great voice. Like she was, she was a very good singer, but I was just like, what, a, what an interesting choice for for like a, a basketball game too. Like yes. this is halftime entertainment and we're doing this like slow... A uh, somber sort of tune. It's pretty magical. I tried to get the uh, energy back up by doing, I believe, in a thing called Love by the Darkness. Always Ooh, an easy always crowd pleaser. Get some high falsetto. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But that was my my one and only time singing karaoke at a professional sporting event. Wow, they got to be careful with those times too, because like everyone does like a five minute song, all of a sudden you get like Piano Man or like American Pie up there, and that's always a brutal karaoke song because people don't realize it's six minutes long. So that would be great though if like everyone did five to six minutes, and then the WNBA players are coming like Sue Bird's coming out there and just are like, "What is? (laughs) I want to just play basketball." Oh, and I did want to say this too, because since we're talking about um, a lot more of the women's sports and all that, definitely, if you get a chance to watch UConn women's basketball this year and Paige Buecher, like she is the real deal and is a ton of fun to watch. Like she's still super raw, but you know, Big East player of the year, like rookie of the year there. Um, She is amazing to watch. So definitely if you get a chance to watch UConn women's basketball this year, not as a UConn women's zealot by any means, uh, (laughs) like, cause I know that those zealots exist in this world. uh, But just Paige Buecher, she's the next real deal and just a ton of fun to watch. So when you have a chance uh, this bracket or for the women's bracket and tournament, definitely watch her. She's great. Boom. Is UConn your, your tournament favorite? For the yeah, women's I, bracket. I like, I mean, I haven't died. I probably know more about UConn <laughs> women's basketball this year than I know about any other men's team this year, which is kind of cool. But yeah, like they would be just because that's the only one I've really watched. And of course, like anytime you watch, uh, oh man, I watched them play Tennessee. Tennessee is sneaky this year. So <laughs> watch for Tennessee. But yeah, UConn, I think is going to get it done this year. Fantastic stuff. Well, Chris, always, always a pleasure. Catching up. Glad chatting. it's back. 
March Madness. Ah, this is last back. year. Oh, oh. This is great. It's, you know, I know we're not back to normal or ever be normal, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of hearing that. But <laughs> it's so good to have some sports back and talk, talk hoops and and just reminisce about college memories that everyone's heard eight times now on this podcast. <laughs> it's the first time for this podcast in, in previous iterations. So not, not everyone has, has joined the journey the whole way, which is always fantastic. And of course, we got to wrap up with a corny joke, as we often do. As we oh, always do, really. Did you hear the joke about the bear then? No. That's good, because it's unbearable. hey Good after it today, people. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you dug this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, or any other podcast app, I want to keep delivering great content to you. You want to keep hearing it. Tap that subscribe button. We'll see you next time. 